Police continue their investigation into the attack, the... Well, I mean, it's, it's, you've seen the video. If you've seen the video that was released by RCMP yesterday, it's, it's almost like watching The Purge. You know that movie, The Purge? You've got a bunch of people in, in coveralls, like the plastic or the paper coveralls, or, you know, the ones, the temporary ones, the disposable ones, um, and uh, chasing after vehicles and swinging what appear to be axes and their spray paint. You've seen the damage that was done. Uh, RCMP uh, say they had a hard time even getting to the site. So, I mean, a really scary, scary situation uh, taking place at the Coastal Gasling site um, near Houston, B.C. Millions of dollars in damage done last week. As many as 20 people coming in right after midnight and uh, and laying siege. Now, Global News sent Imad Agahi up there, a reporter, to try and find out exactly what the situation is, and he joins us now. Uh, Imad, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So, okay, just give us the lay of the land. I haven't been there, and uh, it, it sounds like it actually took place over a pretty wide area, all the different incidents. So just give us a, a description of what this site looks like. Well, it's a site that's pretty remote, and it's very uh, difficult to get to, about 90 kilometers on a forest service road that, uh, you know, you can access from a town Uh, of Houston, B.C., which is in north-central B.C. So to get to the the drill site, the most active site of construction right now, which is happening in a place called uh, the Morris River Drill Site, you need to drive uh, with no cell service on a service road for 90 minutes. And along that route is where most of this uh, demonstration and blockades previously uh, have been going on with confrontations between uh, RCMP, uh, workers for Coastal GasLink, and demonstrated. That's sort of where the action has been happening for years now. Um, uh, but this work site is at the end of a pretty sophisticated forest uh, road system, uh, as you would say. And like you say, there's been incidents along the route before. And at this location before, this isn't the first time something's happened there. No, and, and there has been back and forth and confrontation between uh, a group, those that are opposed to the Coastal Gas Link uh, natural gas pipeline, the construction of it. Uh, uh, the company itself has uh, said before that it has approval project agreement with uh, the folks in the area, the 20 elected band, band councils in the area. Uh, but previously, and previous to this incident altogether, uh, there have been groups of hereditary chiefs from the Wet'suwet'en First Nation who uh, do not uh, uh, believe that they were consulted in the right way and that they uh, have, uh, at the end of the day, authority over uh, the land there and, and the band councils who have signed agreements uh, uh, the hereditary leadership thinks the band council is only uh, has only jurisdiction over uh, matters that are on reserve. So there is uh, a divide in yeah within who has yeah exactly. Um, you spoke with RCMP and had a chance to talk to them about what's going on. Uh, they released some video last night. They've described this as a, a attack on a company vehicle and on the property and even on some of the staff there. What have RCMP told you about what happened there and what their investigation is focused on? And before we go into that, it is very important to know the RCMP have yet to connect what has happened uh, on February 17th, last Thursday, with any of the previous demonstrations. But uh, what they have told us is uh, just after midnight last Thursday, and you mentioned the video before I came on, um, that a group of 20 people dressed 
you know, in, in camouflage, but what we see in the video, they were dressed in uh, body suits, essentially, yeah, yeah. Had, had cut the gate, and they had, uh, there was about nine workers on site, mostly security workers, that uh, were chased off the site, as you saw in the video, uh, and uh, they were, their vehicle's main uh, point of uh, of contact with this group is their vehicles. The lights were smashed in the front and the back of, of the security trucks, essentially immobilizing them in the dark, um, and access was made uh, to the work site. And the work site is large and lots, has a lot of heavy equipment. And uh, the RCMP and the company are alleging that these attackers had actually uh, hijacked this equipment to cause most of the damage. Now, we went to the site days after, yeah. and there are uh, portable trailers that workers are stationed in uh, when they're on the job that have been uh, essentially chopped up and, and the machinery itself had been flipped. Some of it had been damaged. Um, I'm told that, that the heavy machinery are all write-offs and that uh, they will not be able to use again. And that's where most of this damage uh, in, in money terms, in monetary terms, has happened. Uh, we're estimated... Uh, around $6 million at this point, but there are also a lot of environmental factors that the project is concerned about. Uh, the company had uh, accused the attackers of cutting um, hydraulic lines and, you know, spilling fuel from this, these machines that were now essentially useless to the company as well. Um, and also some of the footage that we see, they're swinging axes at the vehicle. RCMP saying that, uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know, uh, the lights were smashed, um, but the vehicles were targeted with workers inside of them. Yes, and, and there were three vehicles that I had firsthand look at in uh, a lot separate from the project site that uh, were attacked with essentially axe marks in the side of the truck bed. Um, the rear view cameras were, were hit. The lights were out. Uh, the workers inside, uh, there are some firsthand accounts from them released by the company. And we weren't uh, able to interview these workers. Uh, they did fear for their safety, but uh, the company has put out their firsthand account. And these are people who are pretty freaked out. You mentioned the video is pretty scary. It you is. look at a group of people coming at you, and you do not really know their intentions at that point. Um, I'm understood that they were told to leave. So the workers weren't uh, physically hurt, um, but they, they're pretty spooked out. And uh, even returning the, to work, as you can imagine, the next day after seeing something like that, uh, has the company very concerned. Now, a very interesting question, and I know that a lot of people were wondering, because there's one road into the site, yeah. and uh, obviously the RCMP had some barriers put in their way to get to the site, but they did get there eventually. Uh, how did these 20 people get away? Uh, and that's something that I, I, I had a chance to ask one of the lead investigators, and um, the only explanation we were given is, is they went into the forest. They essentially scattered into sophisticated trails in the area. So they know the area quite well to be able to get away from uh, responding RCMP officers into the uh, dark night in the yeah. forest surrounding it, thick forest. So that is one of the interesting things that, uh, to me, uh, is, is also a part of this story, is a complete getaway from 20 people. Um, have RCMP named any suspects, identified anybody that they're looking at, or have we not reached that point of the investigation yet? 
So what we know is they're investigating a group of 20 people, but uh, no names have been released. And part of it could be because they are working on charges to present to the B.C. Prosecution Service. But, uh, you know, yesterday there was some very interesting reporting done uh, by a reporter at the, the Prince George Post who had spoken to uh, one of the superintendents, RCAP superintendents on charge named Warren Brown, who told uh, that reporter that they have two suspects now, uh, that uh, they are working evidence against to present the Crown Council. And it is hoped that these two suspects could be the start of what could be more charges down the road for others. And that's very new information um, that we are learning now because it seems like they may know one or two of the people who maybe orchestrated this pretty complex uh, alleged attack on this site because it's not just what happened on the site. It's also um, the barriers that were put in front of RCMP, as they explained, to to delay their response or, or, or even... Um, deny a response altogether. And uh, I have to say, the the evidence that we saw in the video seems like it was taken by the security workers on their cell phone, perhaps, because the video does move back and forth. There may be a body camera. But um, the company did mention, again, it speaks to the sophistication of what happened there uh, by this group of attackers. The, the lights and some surveillance cameras, the company says, were cut and disabled as part of this attack. And that may have made this a little bit harder for police to to really get a nail down on what happened because of that. Um, Last one, and then I'll let you go, and I really appreciate your time, Ahmad. Uh, We're chatting with Ahmad Agahi, who's a global news reporter that was up at the site of the coastal gas link uh, destruction. The question is, what's going on at that site now? What's the company's stance on this? Have they suspended operations? Are they trying to clean up? I mean... The, the destruction is catastrophic. The company right now, as we understand it, has paused temporarily what they're doing in that site. And, and, and some background there, what they're doing at that Morris River drill site is actually drilling uh, to get the pipeline to go underneath the river there, the Morris River. And that is one of the areas where the local hereditary uh, opposition to the, the project has the most concern about uh, you know, they've mentioned that that's their drinking water. And so um, right now the company is is waiting for the RCMP to finish gathering whatever they need to before they start again with the project. There's also a lot of cleanup involved. I mean, you've seen the pictures and uh, they have to move this damaged equipment out and it's not easy to no. move equipment that big. Um, so it definitely does put a little bit more pressure on the company uh, who uh, going into this has had some delays already with this big, massive construction project um, to clear out and move on as quick as they can. Uh, but, I mean, now you have the, the thought in the back of your mind, if you're this company or a worker or a contractor, um, that something like this sure. happens. Absolutely. And, and the people who have been carrying this out are still being investigated and perhaps not in, in custody. So that might be one of the things that we would have to keep an eye on in the future. This project gets delayed even more because of what has happened here and how much that would mean um, in terms of costs as well being uh, now much higher. Ahmad, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate the update. Thanks for having me on again. You bet. Thank you, sir.
That is Ahmad Agahi, who's a reporter with Global BC and uh, was up at the site uh, of the uh, Coastal Gas Link um, camp that they had set up there that was, uh, uh, it was attacked.